weeks, we have been talking about, or in fact, we were visiting a couple of battlegrounds to see God's strategy of attacking the enemy. As children of God were moving forward in the wilderness, as they were moving into the blessed land of Canaan, there were many oppositions, there were many evil forces against them, but they were marching forward, moving forward with the grace of God and with the power of God. And this evening we are here to see another battleground from the Old Testament. And before we get there, shall we all stand for a moment for the declaration of war. So as we read the declaration of war, let's read. And when we read, we, mind, we, we mean what we read so that we will be able to together pronounce the declaration of war with the enemy and the kingdom of enemy. Let's go. We declare that we are in war with the kingdom of darkness. Our war is not a physical war as we don't fight against flesh and blood. We will not give up. We will not compromise. We will not lose our focus. We will fight and gain victory. We are more than conquerors. We will make damage to the kingdom of darkness. We don't fight on our own strength. We fight in the name of Jesus, who stripped away the principalities and the powers of darkness at the cross. We are not alone in this battle. The captain of our army is marching forward. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We wear the whole armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And we are ready for the battle. In Jesus' name, we declare, we affirm, and we engage ourselves in war Amen. Please be seated. Today we are going to visit another battleground called the battleground of AI. Can you say AI? Yeah. We read about the battleground of AI in the book of Joshua chapter 7 and chapter 8. So if you have your Bible, turn to Joshua 7 and 8 and hold a place there. We may require to read then and there. As the sermon progresses, you know, we may have to refer a couple of scriptures. In fact, the battleground of Ai is one of the few battlegrounds where children of Israel lost the battle. We read about that in Joshua chapter 7. And when they realized their mistakes and they, when they were willing to correct themselves, God turned their defeat into victory. Can you say victory? When children of Israel, they realized their mistakes and they decided that they were willing to change and make corrections to what wrong they did, God gave them victory. So we read about that in chapter 8. Now I believe there is you know, so much to learn from the battle of Ai. Amen? I, know I believe God has written in the book of, book of the law the reason why he kept you know, battlefields like AI is because we want to learn many things from the book, from this book of the law. Now, as we don't have time to read the entire chapter, I really need to summarize Joshua chapter 7. So follow with me carefully. I'm going to summarize the entire chapter of Joshua 7. Now we are not reading from the Bible, but you are just listening to me. Now God had given the Israelites a great victory in Jericho. We all know about it. Because Jericho was totally destroyed. 
Now the next city they were prepared to fight with was the city of Ai. Now men from Joshua's army, they went to spy the land and they came back and they told Joshua that we don't need to send the entire army. We need to send only very few soldiers there. And Joshua listened to their counsel and he sent 3,000 men. How many? And they went to attack Ai. But the army of Ai, they chased the children of Israel back and they killed 36 soldiers from the army of the Lord. Now this has become a great defeat for Joshua and his company. The defeat was really frightening for the Israelites. And Joshua cried out to the Lord. He was just falling on the ground and he was crying to the Lord. Lord, what really happened? What went wrong? Why we got defeated? And God told Joshua why they had been defeated. Why they were defeated. We read that in Joshua chapter 7 verses 11 through 12. Joshua chapter 7 verse 11. Israel has sinned. This is what God told to Joshua when he asked God. Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them for they were even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived and they have also put it among their own stuff verse 12 therefore the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies but turned their backs before their enemies because they have become doomed to destruction neither will I be with you anymore look at what God is telling Joshua neither I will be with you anymore unless you destroy the cursed from among you God was telling Joshua there was a sin among the children of Israel and that was the reason for the defeat of the city of Ai. Now later if you read it was revealed that Achan was the one who was the destroyer. Joshua and all the Israel took all the things of Achan along with those who belonged to him. Along with those what, what are the items that he, is, he, he had stolen and all that his possessions and Achan and his family, entire family was stoned to death. And they were all put together and burned. That's what Joshua did in Joshua chapter 7. The reason for the defeat, couple of reasons why he encountered the defeat. Of course the major reason why he got defeated was the sin that was in the camp. Now if you listen to this very carefully, Joshua, instead of listening to God's counsel, he listened to the spies. If you remember when Moses sent spies to Canaan, who are all went there? Joshua and Caleb. So both of them went there. Right? So though Joshua and Caleb came with good report, then, then a couple of spies went along with them. They were not bringing good reports. You know, many times we end up in trusting people in our lives. And we failed to receive the counsel of God. Joshua sent only 3,000 men because the spies told him, it's just easy, do not bother everybody. Let them have their good sleep on the Sunday afternoon. Don't bother anybody. Just send only 3,000 people. And later on in chapter 18, when God told Joshua to again take, take on war with, with AI, you know what, how many God asked them to send? 30,000. Where is 3,000 and where is 30,000? 
You know, many times the decisions we take in our lives, we take decisions in our flesh. You know, many times we lose the discernment whether we, we are not sure whether it is according to the will of God or we are just taking the decision based on because somebody says, said so. Our mind, remember, our mind and flesh are the battlefields. And anything can go wrong that can go wrong in our flesh or in our mind. Can you say that? Anything, it looks like Murphy's law, but it's not Murphy's law. Forget it. Anything that can go wrong. Hello, are you with me? Anything that can go wrong can go wrong either in our flesh or in our mind. You know, because those two are the battlefields where the enemy can fight against us. Now, the cause of the defeat was Achan giving room to, to or for enemy in his life. And we realized the enemy was found inside the camp. Forget AI, but the enemy was found inside the camp. You know, that really made me to write this. The enemy within is greater and mightier than the enemy out there. Can you read that? The enemy within, when you say within, just inside of us, within is greater and mightier than the enemy out there. It is impossible to fight the battle when we have enemy inside of us. You know, this morning I'm just talking to the church. When we have enemy inside of our lives, we cannot really fight against the enemy who is out there. Let's read from Joshua 7 to 7 verse 11. Because the enemy within must be identified. Who is the enemy who is operating in our lives from within our lives, from within our family, from within our church? Joshua 7 11 says, Israel has sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have even taken some of the accursed things and have both stolen and deceived and they have also put it among their own stuff. You know, this is the crux of the sermon today. Who has sinned? Israel. And particularly who has sinned? Achan. Can you say that? Achan has sinned. So God's people have sinned and they have transgressed God. And where does this sin take place? In the camp of Israel. And spiritually where the sin took place? In? In us. Within us. Inside our family, inside our church. That's where the sin has taken place. Let's find out what was Achan's sin. We are learning from the battles that took place in the Old Testament. When we learn those battles, we need to know what was the cause of the defect, sorry, defeat. Because we need to know that. Because God wants us to fight against the works of the enemy. And as we read, when we have enemy within us, we cannot really progress in the warfare. And God wants us to identify what was Achan's sin. Number one, Achan's sin, as we read the scripture, if you read this very carefully, you will find out number one sin was covetousness. Can you say covetousness? Or greediness. I want to talk about this a little bit this morning, this evening. Greediness is nothing but the desire to possess. We all have the desire, the desire to have more, the desire after money. We know that the Bible says, 
we cannot really desire too much money in our lives we cannot really desire too many things in our lives god gives to us what is needed according to our need and anything that comes up more than that becomes greediness or covetousness joshua 721 again we need to read the scripture when i saw among the spoils these are the words of achan when he was questioned what was wrong with you achan what mistake you did this is what he said when i saw among the spoils a beautiful babylonian garment what he saw beautiful very beautiful babylonian garment he saw that and he went and just grabbed that garment 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels and he said i coveted them covetousness greediness i coveted them and i took them and there they are hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it we are talking about the sins of Achan, which was the cause of the defeat of the children of israel in ai luke chapter 12 verse 15 jesus said i want you to take your attention directly from the old testament to the new testament of what jesus talked about covetousness listen to me luke chapter 12 verse 15 jesus said take heed and beware of covetousness for one's life does not consist in the in the abundance of the things he possesses one's life can you read that with me one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses jesus is telling life is not really about possessing things it's much more than possessing things i want to read a parable that jesus spoke on that in that spot we read that from luke chapter 12 verses 16 to 20 can we read that together luke chapter 12 16 to 20 then he spoke a parable to them saying and this is what jesus said the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully listen to this understand this verse 17 and he thought within himself saying what shall i do since i have no room to store my crops so he said i will do this i will pull down my bonds and build greater and there i will store all my crops and my goods and i will say to my soul soul you have many goods laid up for many years take your ease eat drink and be merry happy enjoy the life but god said to him fool what did god say fool this night your soul will be required of you means this night if you die then whose will those things be which you had provided and i was standing near the deathbed of my mom last month she died she gave her last breath at the hospital the first thing my aunt came running and said is just remove all the ornaments and because her finger hand was already swollen the bangle could not be removed now i need to just break open that bangle and take it off remove the earrings remove everything that's what we go that's what we take when we leave nothing else nothing else here jesus is telling fool this night your soul will be required of you then whose will those things be which you have provided you know anything that we obtain 
because of our greediness, becomes a sin. Becomes a sin. So this evening, this morning, I want to talk to the church. If you are greedy over jewelry, it becomes a sin. If you are greedy over expensive garments like Aiken, and expensive dresses, it becomes sin. Nothing wrong in wearing expensive dress, but then if you start running behind those things, your aim is always to look for that, then it becomes sin. If you are greedy over houses, car, job, position, you know, sometimes I have seen my, our people running away behind free stuff. You know, wherever free things are free, we are always there. Are we? Yes. We want to be there wherever free stuff. We want to go. There is nothing wrong getting things free. But when you start possessing more than what is needed. How many refrigerators we need at home? We are sure? You can have a freezer at the basement. But we need just one. Right? How many bed sheets, blankets we need? Maybe eight. Good number? What? 20? Two? Two is enough? Oh, you said two is enough. Okay, two is enough? Ah, of course, you need to wash, right? So two is enough. <laughs> Possessing more than what is needed is, I want you to go and check your wardrobe today. How many things are hanging there which you have never used? And I used to see my, tell my wife, even now I am telling her, anything that you don't need, we don't use, you don't touch more than six months, you don't need it. Because you are used to live without that. So why are we having it? Why are we having it? Why don't we get rid of it? Because somebody needs that. Go and clean up your house. When you come for the next house visit, I want to check your wardrobe. <laughs> you know, think about it. It's important. We hold so many things under our control, under our possession. But Jesus is calling it as, as, as fools. Second thing, what Achan is, wondering, shall we read that scripture again? When I saw among the spoils, Joshua 7.21, a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them. Then what he did? I took them. Was it belong to him? Was he asked to take that? Then what he did? He just took them. What is it called? Stealing. Yes, for sure. He stole those things. They were not belong to him, belong to him. Sometimes when we can just go around and see things, you know, we just walk this side and walk that side and you know we'll go here and go here again. Multiple times walk we are here. Anybody is using that? No, nobody is using that. It doesn't really belong to us automatically. You know, that's what we do sometimes, you know, the shopping carts. Yeah? Yeah, because I know that I have done that. <laughs> there is a shopping cart. You forgot to take your shopping cart. You don't want to walk there. There is a shopping cart there. You just walk this way. Right? After some time, you just walk in the other way. Nobody's there. And look here and there. Nobody's watching. <laughs> take that. Stealing. So, how do you put that in the spiritual sense? What is stealing? Seeking God for benefits. 
seeking God just for benefits. You know, there are people out there in this world, they follow God only when they need something. We do have people here, you know, they come to prayer only when they need something to be prayed for. Otherwise, they don't come. They don't pray for others. We are robbing God. We are stealing. Not giving to God what belongs to God. God said that in Malachi, you are robbing me in our tithes and offerings. So Achan, again back to Joshua 7.21, this is what he says. Achan says, this is what I did. I coveted when I saw the garment and the silver and the gold. I coveted them and I took them. And there they are hidden in the earth. So he coveted them and he took them and they are hidden now. That's cheating, isn't it? That's cheating. Remember, we are talking about inside the church. Are you with me? Yes? You're okay? We are not talking about somebody outside. We are talking about? I'm talking about me. I'm talking about you. All of us. Remember, we are talking about what is going on inside the church, among the children of God, among those who have accepted Lord Jesus Christ, among those who are baptized, among those who are anointed with the Holy Spirit. We are talking about us. Cheating the employer by adding fake experience in the resume. I want you to think about it. I know we all do it. Yes, I see many heads going this way, yes. Why do we do it? I have never done that. Thank God. I never had to do it. Cheating the immigration by sending, by getting wrong and fake certificates. We all do. It has become a practice now. Cheating the officials by paying money somewhere else to get the job done. You know, when it comes to children of God, it is very, very, very sad. Cheating the licensing body by showing wrong documents and unrealistic addresses for verification. We do. I know some of us do that. Cheating our spouse in relationship, our children, many other things. Whose sin is that? Joshua 7.21 Achan's sin. I coveted them. I ticked them. And they are there, hidden in the earth. In the midst of my tent, with the silver under it, listen to me very carefully, it says something else to me. We're talking about what is happening inside the church. He took those things, read that very carefully, and they are there, hidden in the earth, in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. He took those things, and he put those things under here and there and he mixed up with his own stuff so that nobody knows what belongs to him, what doesn't belong to him. It's easy. So that nobody is going to find, find us out. Mixing it up. You know, I was just searching the word of God from the beginning till the end. Mixing things, mixing stuff is not really from God, if you are with me. 
You know, right and wrong are mixed together. Listen to me. Right and wrongs are wrong are mixed up so that they are not seen separately. Everything seems to be okay. Everything seems to be okay. People who are living across to your house, in your apartment, they seem to be living together for long years. You thought, you know, they are, they are just friends or, you know, brothers. But you come to a realization that they are husband and wife. I got a chance this morning to shake hands with somebody across my street. He came and shook hands and said, oh, we, are, we haven't met. I said, I met your brother or your friend. No, 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 no. He's not my brother. He's my partner. We have been married together. Aiken, he mixed it up. He took those stuff and put it under his own things. Mixing is not really from God. God always wants sinners at the church. And God always wants non-Christians walking into the church, listen to this carefully, and getting saved. But God never told to attract sinners by showing adulterated Christianity that is mixed with the world. We see many churches today doing it. Just want to mix the world with God so that we'll get more people added to the church. It's important that we need to have sinners at the church getting saved every Sunday morning. That's really great. But we should be able to give them the pure gospel, the pure word of God. Not mixing that with the world. When you start mixing it, it is a sin of Achan. God is very particular about this mixing. This mixing is not God's strategy. It is from the devil. In the Old Testament, you know what? God was very particular. I want you to read the scriptures. We don't read this often. In Leviticus 19, 19, this is what God instructed to the children of Israel. And he said, you shall keep my statutes. You shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. You know, to the shame of all of us, even man is trying to do that today. Whereas God is talking about the livestock not breeding with another kind. And he said, you shall not sow your field with mixed seeds. Nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. Now God says he's very particular when it comes about mixing things up in our lives. Leviticus 18.22 Word of God very clearly says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Leviticus 18.22 is what we read. It has been there in practice. That's what God is very particular. He is very sharp. Don't do this. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, God says, Woe to those who call evil good. You know, we are living in the days when evil is called as good. And good as evil. Churches looked upon, looked down, looked so down today. Because as if church is doing something wrong. And people in the world looks like they are doing something really good. And socially good for the welfare of human beings. They are doing something great. They may be doing it. But they can never look church down. They can never look good as evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness? Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? God is talking about the sin of Achan. 
That's what Achan did. And this enemy must be identified and actually destroyed. Let's read Joshua 7.15. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed things, the accursed objects, they don't belong to him. They don't belong to the people of God. Let's not touch those cursed objects. You know, we need to be very careful here. It is good to get free stuff. It is good to you know, buy those people's items. Those are used by people. But we need to know, is there any curse over the objects? You know, there are curse spoken over the objects. There are people before telling they curse those objects. And because they are not happy with their life, they are so discouraged, disappointed and depressed. And they sell those items with a curse in it. And when we go and take those used objects, we need to be very clear. We need to be very careful. Otherwise, the curse is going to come upon our lives. And this is what God says in Joshua 7.15. Then it shall be that he who is taken with the accursed things shall be burned with fire. He and all that he has because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord and because he has done a disgraceful thing in Israel. God doesn't want us to make that mistake in our lives. Because we are called to battle. We are warriors. We are soldiers of God. God wants us to keep our identity in him. So what did we say? We said, this is what we said earlier, the enemy within is greater than and mightier than the enemy out there. Now we are going to say something else. As the Lord takes us to the next chapter in the book of Joshua. When the enemy within is killed, God destroys the enemy out there. So what must happen first? Can you read that with me? When the enemy within is killed, God destroys the enemy out there. You know, our God is a God who turns defeat into victory. He's such a God. And he's a God who lifts us up in the place where we experience defeat. He wants us to lift it up in the same place where we experience defeat. It is a work of God. Man cannot do it, but only God can do it. And God never puts his people into shame. Never. God never puts his people into shame. When we set things right with God, He will honor us. He will lift us up. He will bless us. But we need to wait, wait, wait for the timing of God to experience God's blessing in our lives. Let's get into Joshua chapter 8 now. Are you okay? Shall we all just stand for a moment wherever we are seated? Yes? You can just move a little bit here and there. Just stretch yourself. And then you can all sit. I know some of us, it's time to go to bed, maybe. Joshua chapter 8. Joshua chapter 8 talks about, listen to me, it's lot of teaching here. Joshua chapter 8 talks about how God brought victory over AI. Do we know the reason why AI got defeated? The children of Israel got defeated for AI? What was the reason? Sin of? Israel, son of Achan. Good, you listen to my sermon. Joshua 8 talks us about God bringing victory over AI. So again, let me summarize what Joshua 8 is all about. Now we can imagine the situation of Joshua and the children of God. They just now, they experience a defeat. 
which they never experienced, which Joshua never experienced. He's the commander of the army of God. Now he experienced a defeat. Not only that, a beloved family from the church was stoned to death, burned alive. And everything that belonged to the family is brought to death. Everybody. Everything. They are not okay. Children of Israel, they were not happy at all. If we read that in Joshua chapter 8 verse 1, Lord from above, he looked at Joshua and he said to Joshua, Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. Take all the people of war with you and arise, go up to Ai. See, I have given into your hand the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. You know, the logic is very simple. The reason for the defeat of Ai was the failure, was the sin of the children of Israel. Now the sin is totally destroyed. Now God says, the victory belongs to you. The victory belongs to you. And God is encouraging him. It's like somebody who is in the deathbed and asking him to just arise, get up and walk. You are all healed. You know, something similar to that. That's what Joshua, God said. Then God gave certain instructions. Now listen to me. This is important. To the children of Israel and to Joshua. Now Joshua obeys God's instructions. And he chose 30,000 men. How many? 30,000 men who are good in fighting. And he selected them. And he told them the battle plan that God had showed to Joshua. That's very interesting. Listen to this. Joshua sent some of his soldiers into that night to hide in the west side of the city. Part of the soldiers were asked to hide. Can you say hide? Hide, hide in the west side of the city. And Joshua told, you need to make an ambush. Ambush is what? A sudden surprise attack. You need to make a surprise attack against the enemy. Look at the battle plan. Joshua and the other soldiers stayed at the Israelites camp that night. Now early in the morning, Joshua gathered some more soldiers along with him. Listen to me, you need to follow me very carefully. Some, some more soldiers along with him and the leader of, leaders of Israel. And he marched up towards Ai. In the west side of the city, there are soldiers hiding. And Joshua is taking more soldiers along with him. And he is marching towards Ai. And now they set up the camp in the north side of Ai. And in that evening, they moved into the valley. So the second night. The second night. Now, when they came towards the city of Ai, somehow the king of Ai, he saw the children of Israel, Joshua and the men, they were all camped there very near. So early in the morning, the king quickly gathered his army and he marched towards Joshua and the children of Israel. And when they saw, children of Israel saw the king of Ai coming towards, marching towards Joshua and his soldiers, Joshua and his soldiers, as God said, they really appeared to God, you know, be got so terrified. They acted as if they are so afraid for Ai's king and the soldiers and the Joshua and the army started running. And the king of Ai and the soldiers of Ai, they were followed Joshua and his army. They started chasing them. Now God asked Joshua to stretch out his spear. Towards the city of Ai. Very strategically planned. 
Joshua 8.18, Bible says, Joshua 8.18. Then the Lord said to Joshua, stretch out the sphere that is in your hand towards Ai, for I will give it in your hands. And Joshua stretched out the sphere that was in his hand towards the city. Now remember those who are in ambush, hiding in the west side of the city? They realized the city is totally unprotected. Because the people of Ai and the king of Ai, they all went behind chasing, chasing Joshua and the soldiers. The city is totally unprotected. Now those who were in the ambush, they ran into the city and set the city, listen to me, listen to me. They set the city on fire. The city of Ai is on fire now. Now when the men of Ai saw and the smoke of the city is ascending now, they came running back. The king of the city and the you know, men who went along with the king, they came running back towards Ai. And Joshua and his army struck them down with the edge of the sword. Not even one was left out. Not even one could escape. But they caught the king of Ai alive. And Bible says, Joshua brought the king and he hanged the king from the morning till the evening. And he brought the calves down in the evening and he put stones over that, a heap of stones over the king's body. And that way they took victory over the city of Ai. A very tough strategy, but the way God worked is amazing in the life of children. And I just want a couple of, to throw some, some light into this and before we close. Our God doesn't want us to dwell in our past. God wants us to move forward. If we look at the past, it was failure. The previous chapters, they were so miserably got defeated. But now, God is moving them into the future. You know, our God is a loving father who is always an encourager for his children. When we come to him, when we tell him, Lord, this is what was my failure in the past, Lord. I am moving forward because I know, I know for sure that you are with me. God is always with us in the battle. And I want you to think about the way God battles. You know, most of the time we think that, we assume that, you know, this is how God works. But God doesn't work always in the same way. He works in different ways. In the life of children of Israel, as they were fighting against Ai, God adapted a totally different strategy. You know, I was just reading about this. It's very interesting uh, to read about guerrilla warfare. I don't, know, I don't know how many of you heard about that. Guerrilla warfare. It's a kind of random attack the soldiers make among their, you know, against their enemies. And this is what it is said about, you know, guerrilla warfare. Can you read this with me? The enemy advances, but we retreat. The enemy camps, but we harass. The enemy tires, but we attack. The enemy retreats, but we pursue. You know, this is a strategy. Look at the way that God is using this strategy as they were fighting against AI. When the enemy is tired, children of Israel were very active, right? And when, he, when the enemy is in the camp, they were all harassing them. When the enemy is retreating, children of Israel were moving forward. You know, God uses these kind of strategies in our lives too. When we fight the battle, God's strategy for fighting the battle in our lives can differ to any extent. You know, God at times wants us to know the foolishness of devil. Can you say foolishness of devil? You know, devil always thinks 
like the children of Ai, the, the people of Ai and the king of Ai, they thought that Joshua and his army is so afraid of them, but they were not. You know, they will at times think that you and I are so afraid of him. He's so foolish. But we are not afraid of the enemy. We are not afraid of the devil. God wants us to know. Devil thinks that our, we are weak. But God wants us to know that we are strong. You know, we need to have such a faith in God. The devil cannot do anything against us and against our children. Against our family because we are children of God. The living God is inside of us. You know, at times God wants us to assure and reassure our identity in Christ. Many times we forget that identity that we have in Christ. God wants us to know our identity and the authority that we have in Christ. And here we see children of Israel were waiting to attack. And at times God wants us to wait upon him. When we wait upon the Lord, we are waiting for God's timing in our lives. You know, there are many times we get into the mess because we are either ahead of God's timing or we are far behind God's timing. God wants us to wait for his timing. When we wait on the Lord, as the children of Israel were waiting in ambush to give a surprise attack, God wants us to wait at times. When we wait, Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31, when we wait upon the Lord, we will gain strength. Amen? We gain strength. We want to wait upon the Lord. We want to wait upon the Lord so that we gain strength. And the king of the AI was caught alive was caught alive. Our enemy is going to be caught alive. I'll tell you this before I close. Can we all stand for a moment? Enemy is going to be caught alive. Enemy is going to be caught alive because there's a total destruction kept for him. We are talking about our enemy of the enemy of our soul, the devil, the deceiver, the one who deceives, the one who is, you know, who is a serpent of gold. He's still, you know, people, pulling people into his kingdom. We are talking about him. But the enemy is, is going to be caught alive. I want you to read the scripture with me. The devil is going to be caught alive and punished. Revelation chapter 20 verses 1, 1 to 3. Shall we read this? Revelation chapter 20 verses 1 to 3. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And verse 2 says, he laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years and he cast him you know he was bound alive he was not dead yet he was bound alive and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nation no more till the thousand years were finished but after these things he must be released for a little while the king of this world the prince of the air is going to be cut alive the same way the king of Ai was caught alive. But the doom of the devil is coming. Eventually he is going to be hanged. And he is going to be killed. Amen. Revelation chapter 20 verse 26. The devil, we are talking about him right now. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Where the beast and the false prophets are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever we are not afraid we are not afraid we are not discouraged we are willing to fight amen
You know, that should be the attitude. That should be the strategy of a soldier of God. I believe this evening God is speaking to us. When the enemy within us is killed, God destroys the enemy out there. So what is important today is, as we stand in the presence of God, we need to identify who is that enemy operating within our lives.